This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zuma Radio, AM 740. And welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, weary traveler, hang your cloak on a peg, grab a stool, and come warm yourself by the fire. There are stories to be told, and you are among friends. Toxic chemical geoengineering, chemtrails. Uh, coming up in hour one of this transmission, hour two, this should be fun, the science of Star Trek. First of all, let me introduce the boys in the band on the Flying V Gibson guitar, my technical producer, Ian Robertson. Ian, always a pleasure, on the Rickenbacker bass guitar and occasionally the theremin story producer, Albert Vinzel. And on the Hammond B3 feature producer, live YouTube stream producer, Ryan White. Gentlemen, uh, welcome all. Uh, my first guest is a postdoctoral geochemist who, for the, fa- for the last four years, has uh, dedicated his efforts to discovering the composition and adverse environmental and public health effects of covert geoengineering, which, since about 2010, he says, has become a near-daily, near-global activity. I hear about this all the time. People are constantly uh, writing me from around North America, though the world, really, emails with... Um, chemtrail reports and uh, he's about to reveal the hidden truth about chemtrails what on earth are they spraying and why he says that since at least 1958 the military has engaged in spraying particles into the air presumably to study weather modification these activities were sporadic in time and location but about 2010 things started to ramp up during the obama administration The aerial spraying of particulates became a near-daily activity across North America, the European Union, the British Commonwealth, and other countries, including China, Egypt, India, Russia, perhaps others. And this was a covert activity with denial and disinformation seemingly coordinated at all levels of government. No information was made available on the particle compositions sprayed into the air we all breathe and no information on potentially adverse health risks. J. Marvin Herndon, Ph.D., is an American interdisciplinary scientist 
He's disclosed a different understanding of the nature of Earth's formation and internal composition and demonstrated the feasibility of a planet-centric nuclear fission reactor as an energy source and production mechanism for the geomagnetic field. He is the author of Herndon's Earth and the Dark Side of Science. His website is nuclearplanet.com. Marvin, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? I'm good, and thank you for inviting me, Richard. I, I'm eager to share with your audience a, a few things that might answer the questions you ask about what is being sprayed. My pleasure. It seems to me we had you on this program, it must be almost seven, eight years ago. I don't know if you remember. It was, Yes, I do remember, and I, it was a delightful interview. You, you, you're good at it. Well, thank you, and it's great to have you back. All right. So, you know, we talk, obviously, a lot about chemtrails on this on this program. Uh, and as I mentioned off the top, I, I continue to get, certainly every month, maybe even twice a month, I'll get an email, someone sending me a picture of these um, chemtrails. And I don't believe they're contrails, condescension, condescension. Condescension, condensation. Well, yeah, yeah. They con- well, that, that they actually con- might not be an, <laughs> an inappropriate word either. Well, that's what the mainstream media refers to them. Yeah, condens. Uh, anyway, condensation trails. I don't believe there. There's something else going on here. But uh, oh, there's something very definitely going wrong. And you know what's what's curious here is the name of your program, hmm. conspiracy show. Uh, the you probably are well aware that back at uh, just after. Um, uh, President Kennedy was assassinated. Yes, the CIA uh, started using the term conspiracy theory. That's right. To discredit people. Yeah, and uh, they they certainly are doing that heavily with respect to the to the spraying. Well, people are frustrated because they will they will call, let's say, Transport Canada, or they'll call the airport, or they'll call the the newsroom, the TV, the radio station, and they are met with. Uh, condescent, condescent, condescent. <laughs> oh boy, I'm having a <laughs> no, trouble no, with this. No, no, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, they're they're con- yeah, they're being very condescending. They're being very <laughs> condescending. Well, let me let me say where where the the real problem is is the scientific community, especially the geoscience people. They are being inherently dishonest. I mean, science appropriately applied is all about discovering the true nature of the earth and the universe and how they behave uh... there's no room for lying and misrepresenting and not telling the full truth in science because you can't progress if you do that but almost universally the geoscientists even the ones that study the atmosphere and can take samples and can make measurements, they're silent. And they just produce the the same uh, chant over and over. Uh, Global warming due to carbon dioxide that we breathe out. We've got to do something about it in the future. Well, the geoengineering has been going on for a long, long time with ever-increasing ever-increasing frequency and duration and intensity. Well, is that what's going on? Because, you know, they have these geoengineering conferences, and they do they talk about, in the future, we may have to, in that, order to force... You could fertilize a garden with that. 
Exactly. But they I'm say, telling we, you. yeah, that's sort of theory one, that they are forestalling global warming by, by, by uh, spraying these aluminum particulates to reflect the sun. Well, let, let, me, let me start out by telling you what I know. Okay. All right? Because I've, uh, first of all, um, about myself, I, as a young man, I, I gave a lecture with a couple of very distinguished professors in the room, and they invited me to, uh, uh, to spend three years as a postdoctoral apprentice just learning from them and doing whatever research I wanted to do. Now, I didn't even need the money at the time. I had postdoctoral support elsewhere. But, I mean, one uh, these, these were famous people from masters who had learned from masters. And so I, I did learn from these masters, and I learned how to make discoveries, and I learned about what constitutes real science. And uh, so I've, I've made numbers of discoveries people can look at on, on my website that the geoscience community pretends I never made. They just continue on with their uh, 40-year-old storyline. Uh, but when I started seeing the spraying on a on a near daily basis, it worried me because this is not contrails, ice crystals. Yeah, I live in San Diego, California, and I mean the air is dry. It's warm, relatively speaking, uh, and modern day uh, fan jets just don't make contrails in that kind of environment. And there weren't previously, very rarely, but. Uh, these were particles, tiny particles. Now, if you look in the, the medical literature, in the um, epidemiological literature, you find that, that there's been a lot of studies of the adverse consequences of particle pollution. These are fine particles, like uh, less than two and a half micrometers across. And this is what they're being, they're spraying, particles that are less than two and a half micrometers across, because they have to be small in order to stay up in the air for some reasonable length of time. They don't stay up there long, though, because otherwise they wouldn't have to keep spraying every day, day after day. Right. Uh, and, and the epidemiological literature says, you know, what can happen is this can cause lung cancer, it can cause chronic lung problems, it can cause male infertility, you can get cardiac problems, it can cause early uh, uh, low birth rate, uh, low birth weight, in other words, children being born with smaller than they should have otherwise. Right, but what are these particulates? Uh... Ah, well, this is, this is, this is what I... Well, first of all, uh, all of these so-called non-scientists in the community that are concerned, they, they, made, uh, uh, they took water samples and had them analyzed. And often they just analyze for one thing or request one thing, aluminum. Right, right. We hear that Sometimes over and over barium again. barium also and occasionally strontium. Yes. Well, so they thought, well, this is what they're spraying is this is aluminum or barium or strontium. That's not what they're spraying. Generally speaking, what they're spraying is coal fly ash. 
This is the stuff that in Western nations is too toxic to be allowed to exit the smokestacks of coal-burning utilities. It's trapped. Coal fly ash. Yeah, see, when, when coal burns to, to produce heat to make electricity, for example, the heavy ash settles. And the light ash, which really condenses in the hot vapors above the, the burner, uh, is very fine. It also contains a concentration of the most toxic elements in the coal, mercury, chromium, uh, radioactive elements, cadmium. I could go on and on. I mean, this is bad stuff. And it's very fine particles, and it's mandated that it be trapped. So here is a source of material that's a waste product. Right. That the 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 contractors to the military or uh, government agencies can obtain from the coal burning utilities at very low cost. That's almost ready to 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 be sprayed out. Now, I mean, they might want to add some additives so they don't the particles don't stick together or things like that. But but it's a world of difference than taking a rock and crushing it down to a dust that's uh, that's. Uh, uh, micron and submicron in size. Well, how is this what they've been spraying since 1958, or is this something new since, as you say, 2010? Well, I don't know for sure what they have been spraying since 1958, but I suspect it's the same thing. Because, you know, the way technology works, you develop a technology, a methodology for doing something, and you just improve it, and you keep improving it. And since this was developed by the military, and the military has no moral uh, integrity at all when it comes to to human health, even the health of, of the people in, in your own country. Dr. Herndon, I've got to take a time out. Just to stay with us, we'll come back and continue to talk about toxic chemical geoengineering with Dr. Marvin Herndon. The book Herndon's Earth and the Dark Side of Science, the website nuclearplanet.com. Back with more in a moment of The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. This is no place for the naive or the faint-hearted. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Where there's smoke, there's The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Dr. J. Marvin Herndon is with us. We're talking about evidence of coal fly ash, this toxic chemical geoengineering program that's been going on in the troposphere uh, and the consequences for public health. So... Um, how do you how do you attest for this? Are you are you analyzing rainwater? Are you trapping the the, the dust in in a filter? How are you f- analyzing it? Well, actually, several ways. Uh, the coal fly ash is formed in a in an alien environment in the hot gases above the burner, and so when you take this material and you expose it to water elements leach out. They, some of the elements dissolve into the water, in part. Now, uh, people have measured this. There's a, a group in Spain uh, 
that measured 38 different elements. Uh, they exposed the coal fly ash to water for 24 hours and then measured the elements in the distilled water. And so what I did was I compared their results with the rainwater results. Now, so far, um, I have uh, quite a few more than the three elements. Uh, now I'm up to about uh, uh, 10 or 11 uh, routinely measured. Uh, so that's, that's the most important indication. Uh, I've also found that, that, that snow traps those particles and brings it down. And then when the snow begins to melt, the particles become free and they may stick on to something right below the snow. And this we found in um, what's, what's called snow mold in uh, Michigan. We, we measured it. And, and so th- this, uh, this coal fly ash that is in the rainwater, in the snow, there's no way that that would come out of a of a coal-fired uh, plant from the stacks uh, if you're downwind from it. That, that stuff is, is not to be found in a coal-fired plant. So this is being sprayed into the troposphere, correct? This is being sprayed into the troposphere. It's being sprayed in a, in a, in a major way. And how, how, do, how do you know in an unscientific way that I'm correct? Good question. Well, yeah. That is a good question. Well, I published two public health papers which revealed this information and the public health matters. These papers were reviewed, uh, peer-reviewed, and published in the scientific literature, the public health literature. And then a team of disinformation agents literally assaulted the editor in the journal with lies and uh, misinformation and probably told them things that um, convinced them that they should retract the paper without ever giving me a chance to respond to those lies. Do we know who these individuals were? I know a couple of names, yes. But you're not prepared and, to... And at some point, believe me, uh, they, this, this information will become known to... Can you, can you give us the name of the journal where your paper was to be published? Well, it's actually, if you go to, to my website... NuclearPlanet.com? Planet.com. Let me explain the website just briefly. The, the first, it's a simple website, you just scroll down. Uh, the first section is just uh, biographical. The second section is called Ongoing Coal Fly Ash Toxic Chemical Geoengineering. And there I have links to uh, the papers that have been published. Uh, I have links to the misrepresentations in the scientific literature. I have uh, links to other things related, including the the um, the unwarranted retraction of, of those of those papers. So, you, people could just go there and click on them and, and see for themselves exactly what is happening. There's also something else I might I might mention in that second section. There's one line of type that's in in green, color green, and this is a series of music videos. Uh, They're short, 
but they're scientifically precise. I, I wrote the lyrics to those. And they're good, too. You know what? That's brilliant. That's the way to get the information to the masses. The other way is through comic books. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, but... Uh... I, don't, don't listen. If I, if, I, if I were an artist, I would do that. And, in fact, I've, I've often thought about, uh, for my own science, uh, presenting it as comic books. Uh, but, I, you know, I, you got to be an artist. And it's hard to find an artist that you can work with. All I right. did find a couple of... Um, very talented um, uh, singers who who had their own um, band support, background support. All right. So again, that's nuclearplanet.com. I want to get back to the the spraying here for a moment. First okay, of all, well, what, let me say one thing about yes. the spraying. Yes. If I weren't correct about this, they would just have ridiculed me. But to go to the journals and to coerce the editors to remove those papers. Now, only about 1 in 15,000 papers gets retracted. Published, peer-reviewed papers gets retracted. And it's, it's usually because of fraud or because somebody tried to publish the same paper more than once. Mm. Uh, this is, so this is highly unusual. But it tells you something. It tells you that the people who ordered the spraying know very well that this stuff is terrible for human health. All right. So these, this spraying is are these tanker jets? Are they the the, the big military transport planes? What what is the actual uh, delivery system here? Well, I I have no doubt that the tanker jets are involved. I have some evidence, and I, I don't have. It's not clear enough. Uh, a, a, a retired pilot told me that that he uh, watched planes, and I, I guess you can get some sort of an app for your phone that where you can identify planes that have transponders. And uh, he was noticing that commercial jets from certain places spray trails, and some certain places like Russia they do not. And his uh, his thought was that uh, perhaps they're adding something to the to the jet fuel at some distribution center. Ah, you see that you see that's always been a um, confusing to me because and this goes back to those that they have always contended that it's aluminum particulates because if you were to la- if you were to uh, mix aluminum particulates into the jet fuel and run that through the engine, I'm not a mechanic. Uh, but I would think, you know, that's going to be very detrimental to the smooth running operation of a jet engine. You can't run aluminum particulates through a jet engine, can you? Um, well, I don't know, but these aren't aluminum particulates. No, no, you're saying it's coal it's, fly it's ash. Coal fly ash. It's, right. Uh, it's, it's, it's got all sorts of things in there. Including I mean, some uh, heavy metal, though, correct? Oh, it's heavy metals. It's got iron. It's got magnetite. Incidentally, I'll tell you something new that I haven't told anybody yet on the air. Uh, I, I, for a long time, I've been the only scientist that has spoken out about the spraying. Um, back in 2016, I was joined by a public health physician. Uh, he's the uh, medical director for the Florida Public Health Service for Monroe County. That's where Key West is. And we've published uh, a couple of papers that, that are mentioned uh, on this website. Well, we just got another paper accepted that uh, in a medical journal 
that will be coming out very soon. The title of it is Coal Fly Ash Aerosol, Risk Factor for Lung Cancer. Mm. This is serious stuff. Now, you know yourself from the historical times. I mean, people smoked like chimneys, not realizing that uh, the, many of them were going to get lung cancer 20 or 30 years in the future. Right. It's something that happens. And I'm afraid that if this does not stop, the spraying does not stop, it's going to lead to a pandemic of lung cancer 20 or 30 years from now. And that's just one of the adverse consequences. Are there radioactive elements? Oh, there are. Uranium, uh, thorium, and all of their daughter products. Uh, this is this is dealt with in this uh, paper that will be coming out probably in the next couple of weeks, I, I imagine. Uh, it's actually been provisionally published, but um, and I suppose somebody could search for it. I don't have a link handy. Okay, so we need to find out then the why here. Uh, is it uh, is it um, weather modification? Is it uh, depopulation? What why are they spraying? Well, I uh, let me let me say that um, I, I think there's something for everybody here. Uh, the, the UN wants to gain control. They want to expand their sphere of influence. And this is all being driven, I think, by the United Nations and their, their IPCC and the secret agreements they have uh, through, that, uh, through that organization. And the 4,500 scientists who lie through their teeth uh, and, and don't tell the full truth. Uh, so the UN wants to expand this. They want to cause Western nations, the principal burners of fossil fuel, to pay reparations to other nations. They want to be able to control the economies of other nations. Oh, I get that. But how does aerolized or um, rather um, well, they're uh, gonna aerosolized they're particulates? They're going to blame it all of these things on global warming produced by fossil fuel burning. This is the biggest scam, scientific-based scam, ever perpetrated. So that's, that's at the, the real basis. Now, the military is an eager participant for the following reasons. The military wants to control the weather. And they, the military, as I, as I mentioned, they, they have no moral responsibility for the health of humans. I mean, it's atrocious what they did in, the, uh, in their nuclear programs. I mean, uh, when, when they, the, their big agenda was nuclear warfare. I mean, they did horrific things. They fed radioactive iron to pregnant women. Yes. Under the guise of uh, vitamins. <clears throat> they injected one-week-old babies with radioactive iodine. They exposed school children to radioactive sources that were planted around the room. And and that's that's not the whole story. I mean, this is this is the, these are monsters because they have no no human values, not even for their own countrymen. I mean, this is disgusting. So th these aerosolized particulates serve two purposes. One, uh, it's they're trying to modify the weather in order to 
um, increase global temperatures and then blame it on fossil fuels when, in fact, it is the the coal fly ash in the troposphere that's trapping the heat. Uh, Let me me clarify. The military wants to control where things are hot, where they're cold, where storms occur. Sure. Owning the weather by 2025. Now, what the what they are in fact doing is they are spraying this matter we see this in california right off the coast of california uh... the the particulate matter the coal fly ash one of the things it does it in and pollution will do the same thing it keeps the little tiny droplets of water from con- coagulating getting big enough to fall to earth so it, it impedes the fall of rain until the air gets so saturated that you then have downpours and storms. So what the consequence of the spraying is, number one, it, it retards the fall of rain. It blocks some sunlight, but it also absorbs sunlight, and that heat is transferred to the air molecules, so it warms the air. Another thing it does Earth has to lose all of the heat that it receives from the sun. Otherwise, we would become a planet like Venus and cook. The particulates retard heat loss from the Earth. So it causes global warming. Uh, It also has adverse effects on, on agriculture, on on bees, on insects, just about all life on Earth is damaged by this. In fact, one of the one of the most toxic substances known to man is mercury, mm-hmm. and and there have been regulations that that uh, limit the amount of mercury that can be used in in industrial processes and and so forth, and very seriously limited that. And so one might think that uh, the mercury that's observed in the air would have decreased over time. And it hasn't. It's increased. And the reason, we believe, is the coal fly ash. Coal fly ash has a lot of mercury in it. And, uh, in fact, that's one of the the big concerns people have, that that the reason that stuff is trapped. Now, um, this is being done pretty much worldwide. You mentioned India, yes. Egypt, China, Russia, North America, Europe. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, we're not talking about a, a government, uh, um, you know, the military run by the United States. We are talking about, obviously, entities that have no, uh, no loyalty to the nation state. We're talking about, well, you mentioned the United Nations. And the question yes, is... Global. All right, we'll take a time out, come back. Dr. J. Marvin Herndon talking about geoengineering. We'll open up the phone lines as well for questions and comments. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Loose lips sink ships. And sometimes corporations. Got something to say? Call Richard Serrett now at 416-360-0740 or toll free at one 866 740 Four seven forty. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Big Brother is listening. 
And so are you. To The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. To speak with Richard, call 416-360-0740 or toll free 1-866-740-4740. Coming up in the next hour, Dr. Ethan Siegel with The Science of Star Trek. That should be fun. Next week on the program, Masonic Architecture and uh, Dr. Cass Ingram uh, will be here. And we'll talk about uh, the power of a wild oregano extract uh, for battling things like a flu, etc. Right now, uh, Dr. Marvin Herndon is with us, and we're talking about geoengineering, toxic chemicals um, that are being uh, used and mixed into, by all accounts, uh, jet fuel. Uh, now, this has to be done, I suppose, at the source. Uh, that's why, you know, people often wonder, where are the whistleblowers? Why aren't these pilots coming forward? Maybe they don't know. If it's being mixed into the jet fuel at the source, it goes into passenger jets. Uh, that might explain why no one's coming forward and talking about this. What do you think? That's light, likely the case. I think, I think that there's a, a, an effort to distribute this material whichever way it can be distributed, put into the air. And this is really horrific. Now, it, it must be an international secret agreement. That's, that, that has to be the case. And, and uh, this, this, to me, is, is, is offensive. I mean, oh, it's no beyond, one has beyond. the right this is, to poison the air we breathe. This is genocide. It, it, is, it, it is worse. I mean, Adolf Hitler never did this. Uh, what are the, some of the other the uh, the possible adverse health effects? Is there any connection between uh, the, uh, the the uh, f- the coal fly ash and things like we're seeing? You know, uh, uh, escalating cases of autism spectrum disorder. <laughs> it's, I'm chuckling because I have with my physician friend a another paper that's in the process of being reviewed. And so I can't say much about it, except that if you were to replace the, the term risk factor for lung cancer with neurodegenerative disease, mm-hmm. that's the subject. Uh, oh yes, and this is terrible. I mean, this is this is worse than anybody could even imagine. So this is where the the uh, the autism uh, epidemic is coming from. Well, I, I won't say it's coming entirely from this. I, I wouldn't surprise me if the vaccines are are not uh, a large part of it. But um, yes, <clears throat> autism, uh, Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's. And, and just forms of dementia. And, and there's, there's a, uh, there was a scientific article published uh, a couple of years ago where uh, people have found in the past, they found uh, magnetite, which is Fe304, it's an iron oxide, particles in human brains of people who have dementia. Uh, and, but this article showed something very unique because in in magnetite that that forms in the human brain it's like a crystal form what what these researchers found were spheres very tiny spheres now coal fly ash when it 
forms in the the vapors, the hot vapors above the uh, the burner. It condenses as in the shape of spheres that are held together by the surface tension of the liquid. If you take a look at a magnification view of coal fly ash, it's mostly spheres, and some of them very, very, very tiny. So somehow these spherical particles, which don't form in the body naturally, uh, got into the brain, which they could do by getting into the lungs, into the bloodstream, or through the nasal passages. But th this is this is terrible stuff. I mean, we're talking about destroying human life, and it's it's even worse than just human life. We're destroying our planet. I mean, the recently uh, the studies have come out and shown that the uh, the insect populations yes. have been reduced by about three fourths. I mean, well, that's the same kind of consequence that can happen from the coal fly ash or from the consequences of the coal fly ash. Uh, there's, and there's a lot more. We're still working on, on getting the word out for the other things. So if, if we come back in touch in maybe six months, we'll have some even more horror stories All right, that let's, are based on very serious real science. Let me uh, grab a call here. Jim is in Ohio uh, for Dr. Marvin Herndon. Go ahead, Jim. Good evening from Toledo, Ohio. Hi there. Uh, up uh, I-75 between here and Detroit about halfway. In Monroe, Michigan, we have a Detroit Edison 800-megawatt coal-fired plant with all the so-called scrubbers on it, but they have a huge fly ash pit right between I-75 and Lake Erie, and I just wondered if I could chase, the, if there's being trucked away, the fly ash being trucked away, if we could ever chase the, uh, the trucks down and see where they're going. That's an excellent well, that, idea. Well, that's actually a very good thing to do, and to document that, because it would be interesting to see where they're going. Now, the, the whole government me mechanics has been co-opted to be part of this thing, in 2014, uh, coal fly ash was coming to be in its final form to be regulated by the EPA. And everybody thought, rightly so, that it would be regulated as a toxic waste product. No, it was regulated as bulk waste, which means it could be dumped in, in uh, landfills, it could be dumped in rivers, well, I think you could say with reasonable certainty the reason they made that that decision is because they didn't want to be accused of being of spraying toxic waste in the air above us. Weren't they using it uh, in a filler for uh, concrete and also using it as a sub-base underneath concrete roads? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. And some of those things will will inevitably come back uh, to haunt people. In some instances, they're actually using it as fertilizer. Oh, my and, word. And there was a, there was a story in, uh, I want to say, uh, Mother Earth, about uh, some agricultural investigator making routine inspections of some leafy green vegetable uh, in, in California, I think, and found high levels of thallium, Thallium's a terrible poison, mm. uh, and uh, they traced it back 
to the fertilizer he was using, which was coal fly ash, or mostly coal fly ash. Jim in Ohio, thank you for the call. Uh, Dr. Herndon, you hold on. We, uh, we'll take a time out, come back. We are, we are literally swimming in this stuff. Breathing it, eating it, it's everywhere. We'll uh, pick it up on the other side with Dr. J. Marvin Herndon, Geoengineering, again, the website, nuclearplanet.com. Back with more in a moment. Peering into the shadows, where the truth often hides. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.